Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, folks. We are open for business. I'm shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Licking my wounds is all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, yes, likewise, likewise. Everything I had shares in is down for the week, and oof. How can the S&P continue to hit new highs, and yet everything in my watch list is red? Like, how is that possible? Um, ro- rota- sector rotation? I tried to get a mix of different know. sectors. I, <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Like I'm just really bad at picking this this last two months. It seems like, <laughs> as we'll get into. Yeah. Oh, I'm right right there with you. Yep. As we'll get into. So come on in. Step right in. Come into the shop. Sit back. Relax. Hedge against the rage machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies. We're trying to maximize those gains and cut those losses, though I haven't been good at cutting my losses lately. I've just been stacking them up right on top of each other. I think I've been really good at <laughs> making losses, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And if, if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, uh, you can always check out our, our knowledge center on financialineptitude.com uh, or even give our beginner trading episode a listen. Uh, we'll have that link in the episode description. We've got beginner trading and beginner options. And if you're interested in crypto to our our interview with uh, Nick Proughton, yeah. uh, serves as a good kind of intro to how those work. Yeah, he, he, he lays it all out. Uh, and, and you can always join our Discord server, hang out and chat with us live, real time. We're on, Kyle and I are on there every day. Uh, it's just really an awesome place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you do join that server, make sure you send us a message, either a DM or, or email. Give, send it, give it, if you give us your mailing address, uh, we can send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. We also need from our listeners uh, some, some bet consequences in case we do lose this month to the random. Yes, in case just, we both lose. Just cases. in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's not looking good. No. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we, do, we do have some show news, Kyle. We got a couple guests coming up uh, in April. We've got Jennifer Beck, uh, the founder and seller of Cannabase, a marijuana company yes. based out of Colorado. Looking forward to talking to her about some of the different ins and outs of operating a marijuana business. So we've got her lined up for this week. Yes. And then who's our next, who's the one after that? Then we got Eddie Pence. Oh, that's right. Comedian and co-host of The Ralph Report. Uh, we're recording on the 25th. It'll be coming out that, we- that Wednesday. We'll have that out. We're going to do uh, a beginner trading investing episode 
with him. Uh, he's a really funny guy, and he knows nothing. So if you already know your basic stuff, it's still going to be a good time. I'm really excited about it. Nothing about stocks. Let's not overgeneralize there. I'm sure he knows something. Yeah, he's an expert at pro wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, I've, I've created some metaphors and analogies for stock trading that are specifically related to wrestling, just so uh, if he's not understanding, I'll be able to put it in a language he knows. Kind of funny is I actually, when I was perusing the, the upcoming earnings, I noticed that WWE is actually a publicly traded company. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, their earnings are coming up next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There's a stock for him to be long on. Yep. Or he might be like, WWE, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All right, folks. Sit back, relax. We've got a loquacious, lovely, lavish show for you today. Mm -hmm. Plenty of market-moving news, stocks on the radar, and more options than Jesus has friends. That's a lot of options. I don't know if we have that many. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Jesus Slightly has a lot of friends. Slightly less options than Jesus has friends. <laughs> Significantly <laughs> less. <laughs> <laughs> We've got... 10% of the options that Jesus has friends. Uh, less. <laughs> anyway, less. All right. Less. All right. <laughs> oh, and, and please, please reach out to us. We love your messages and comments uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Discord. I've once again, got that link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email or a telephone call. You can reach us at twobulls at financialineptitude.com. Or uh, hit us up at 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you just ran a marathon and you're fucking proud of that amazing accomplishment. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. Maybe you just want us to read something stupid on the air. Because, as we said before, any new uh, ratings that we get on there, we will read them. Oh, yeah, yeah. The podcast reviews. Yep. Uh, should I should I read the ones that we already have? Uh, I don't think there's anything too entertaining in there. No, not really that funny. <laughs> That'd be just inflating our ego at this point. Yeah, we we don't we don't need any more of that. These guys make learning about a dry topic sometimes very interesting, fun, and informative. Thank you, a Wendy Bird. <laughs> I think that's the the latest one that popped up. <laughs> well, Kyle, you know that brings us uh, to our bet results for the week. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked, uh... Oh, yeah. I'm going first. I already know it. Yeah, we return to our normal format where you go first. Uh, don't get too cocky. <laughs> All right. Wait, wait, let me redo that. Don't get too penisy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I went with NNDM. Opened the week at 787. It looked like it was going to do something good. It peaked at 816. Fell off. Then went on a run again on, like, Thursday, and then it just fucking died mm. on Friday. Uh, it ended up stopping out at $6.94. So, I went from $451.95 down to $398.54. That is painful. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm one more bad pick, and I'm just going to start shorting my picks for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Do it! Do it! I mean, it can't do any worse, right? <laughs> right. Right. 
I mean, I'd be up a hundred dollars if I'd done that. That's yeah, hundred hundred and one dollars and forty six cents. Actually, more. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't have been stopped out at least. <laughs> right. Uh, you you would you still wouldn't be beating the random, but we'll get there. We'll no, get there. no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? I picked uh, BGCP, mm-hmm. uh, which opened the week at five seventy one and stayed stayed pretty steady, but mostly upward. Uh, and ended the week at five ninety two. For, for a modest gain, brought my total from 512.36 up to 531.20. Chess me up 6% for the month. Woo! Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Kyle, if you picked better companies, you wouldn't be in this situation. Have you tried that, Kyle? Have you tried just picking better ones? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that never occurred to me. <laughs> Uh, but I can't be too Ugh. cocky with my 6% gain because our random ZNTL. Oh, boy. Yeah. <sighs> wow. We got spanked. <laughs> pretty pretty bad. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> I think it was Monday or Tuesday. They had the news that their new drug got, like, full approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never good. Well, apparently the market really liked that news because their <laughs> stock went from 4259 up to $50.68 by end of day Friday. God damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So the random, which was up 1%, it was at uh, $506.62, uh, has now moved up to $602.85. So random is uh, up a good Fuck. 20% for the month so far. It's only been two weeks, Kyle. God damn it, I know. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, shit. What stupid shit are we going to have to do for that? Yes, listeners, let us know what uh, our our bet consequences should be. If we both lose to the random this month, then we both lose. That's the way the <laughs> rules work. Yeah, and any, if we get multiple good ones, we'll just make that a Twitter poll at the end of the month. That's dangerous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the show, Dan. It's for uh, the show. For the show. Just remember yeah. that when you're cleaning your car. <laughs> mm. Mm. All right. And, and remember, folks, play along. You can make your bet, post it on Discord, email in the show, call it in. Uh, if you can't make it by uh, the beginning of the next trading week, put your bet picks in for the next week, uh, and, and uh, we'll, we'll shoot you some swag if you end up beating me and Kyle at the end of the month. You know, we also do the Weeble paper trading, so if it's easier to to post your results on that we can uh we can probably adapt it to do something along those lines oh yeah that's right yeah might make it a little easier for people to to participate yeah yeah we're not trying to make it difficult anyway kyle uh how did our twitter poll do uh what did we ask we it was about amazon right what was the question yes i remember uh it was it was what's the biggest threat to workers that's that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what was? Let's see. We had unionization, um, robotics, uh, Jeff Bezos himself, or or drinking from the wrong water bottle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, drinking from the wrong bottle got sixty percent, forty percent for robots, and the others uh, zero. So definitely <laughs> nobody wants to drink from the wrong bottle at Amazon. <laughs> and actually, uh, along those lines too, I don't know. I post this in the Discord, but. Uh, Jeff Bezos actually came out and commented on uh, how the ro- he he's saying that Amazon workers are not treated like robots, and then he mm, promptly mm. unveiled a robotic plan <laughs> to, to keep them working. <laughs> so let's see what it says here. Uh, 
Wait, so, so people aren't robots, but, and we don't treat them like robots, but we are using robots to schedule and manage their time? Well, let me, let me just read the quote here, <laughs> or what the letter said. Um, so so he's, he starts out uh, to the shareholders saying that they have to do a better job for their employees, coming uh, amid the ongoing reports of untenable conditions for Amazon workers. Uh, it then mm. promptly lays out a strategy... Uh, let's see. It seems a bit odd for a company that's been accused of treating workers like robots. It's a robotic scheme that will develop new scaf- staffing schedules using algorithms. <laughs> so Bezos said that the company will develop new staffing schedules that use sophisticated algorithms to rotate employees among jobs that use different muscle tendon groups and decrease repetitive mm-hmm. motion and help protect employees from MSD risks. Uh, none of that addresses bathroom breaks, though, from what uh, I see in this article. <laughs> They did apologize oh. for that, for, for attacking Mark Pocan on that bizarre PR strategy they were running. <laughs> we're sorry that you aren't robots, employees. Yeah. We don't understand why you need to go to the bathroom. Robots don't have to go uh, to the bathroom. At what point do we start wondering whether or not Bezos is a, a, a robot? Oh, my God. At this very point right now, as it's occurring to me as you say it? <laughs> Is an android. At the very least, he's got to be on the spectrum, right? (laughs) You know, that's that's a real possibility. Oh well. Speaking of Amazon news, I think that uh, that brings us to the news. Okay. Well, we all know why we're listening today. The sharpest person with the week to replay. So sit back, we got some market affairs. All right, so so we just talked about uh, Amazon. What did you want to lead off with, Kyle? Go ahead and lead off with the IPO, Robinhood IPO in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it seems that regulators in Massachusetts are seeking to pull the plug on Robinhood. Goddamn. Just as the app is trying to do their IPO. That's right, Massachusetts. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're moving to revoke the, uh, uh, Robinhood's broker-dealer license in Massachusetts. Really? So uh, if, if, if they pull this off, you wouldn't be able to use Robinhood in Massachusetts to trade securities. It just keeps getting worse for Robinhood too, didn't it? I saw something else too that popped up over the weekend. There's some kind of snafu with Dogecoin. Yes. Uh, maybe not necessarily Dogecoin itself. I think their whole crypto system went out. Yes, the crypto uh, trading capabilities had a big outage right in the middle of that Dogecoin surge. As yeah, as Dogecoin was was surging upward. Is it Dogecoin or is it Doggycoin or is it Dogecoin? I always thought it was. Do- doggy coin i think it should be doggy coin because it's based on it i think we've had this conversation haven't we <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> i'm pretty sure we have <laughs> um it's it's the most important thing to talk about if you're talking about doggy coin yeah. uh, <laughs> and and i have to say so robin hood claims that it had nothing to do with the prices of any of the cryptos and it was just while the surge was happening and so many users were accessing the platform that it uh, it, it crashed it. Yeah. But uh, to anybody who was one of those users, mm, it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the article on that here, and uh, Twitter's not very pleased with Robinhood, as you can imagine. Uh, one of the quotes here, how convenient Robinhood always has issues when their customers are making money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what was the, the other one? I swear to God, if Robin Hood does anything to mess, mess with my hashtag doggy profit, they're getting a one-way trip to the sun. How are they going to make that happen? Well, it's Twitter, so I'm assuming they can do anything by just typing tweets. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Robin Hood, not doing things well again. Again. To, to put it mildly. It's just every, every story that comes out kind of kind of tarnishes them a little bit more it seems <laughs> yeah they're they're not they're not on a good run and uh if if massachusetts does take them out in that state i i don't i don't see how they can uh, they can keep i think you were asking if you can short an ipo and i'm pretty sure that's not an option but man i wish we could yeah yeah can can you kyle can you short an ipo i don't think so i'm pretty sure that doesn't work that way <laughs> you can probably short it when it opens <laughs> that might actually be a good idea Regardless, I I don't see good things on the horizon for Robin Hood's no, IPO. No, me neither. Uh, speaking of crypto, though, uh, didn't we have uh, uh, another IPO that... Oh, yeah, crypto and and IPOs, yeah. What was that? Uh, Coinbase. I was kind of watching it a little bit when it uh, first opened. I saw it popped pretty good and then kind of deflated pretty quickly after that. It opened at, what, like 380 and then ran up to... Over 400 and then kind of deflated back down to around 320. It was initially priced at 250, I think. Yeah, it 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 did not. Uh, nobody got it at 250. No. Well, that's that's the thing too, because um, my wife was at, uh, had a friend asking her about uh, like how to get into it. Like he was wanting to just try to make a quick buck, and I tried to explain to him, like, you know, when these things first list, like you always see like the IPOs priced at this point or it's it's set to open at this uh, once. They actually start gauging the interest, though. You'll never see that price unless it's not doing very well. So yeah, they initially priced it at two fifty, but the cheapest you could have got, or the the price when it actually opened, the first shares that traded was at like three eighty one. So I tend to stay away from IPOs till at least like a week later. I like to let the enthusiasm kind of die off before I decide whether or not I want to get into it. But that's just personal preference. I mean, you could have made a little bit of money yeah. on the pop, but you got to be quick. Right, and then how do you gauge when's the right time to sell? Uh, I think you just got to use stops, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to use the trailer stop. To use, yeah, that's the only way. Our friend Sean shared on the Discord a link to a Benzinga article that was talking about how the real money was made in the from the people who invested before the IPO, mm -hmm. the venture capitalists who managed to buy shares. Yeah, one one guy named Gary Tan, the founder of Initialized Capital invested 300 grand in coinbase in 2013 and he got his shares at 15 cents a share nice so yeah he's doing pretty good it's now worth 2.4 billion dollars i think the funniest thing i saw on twitter this week related to coinbase was somebody saying i almost invested in 2013 except i didn't know anybody i didn't have any money i didn't even know what coinbase was or have any resources to get involved with it <laughs> <laughs> right uh i don't believe coinbase shares were available on something like micro ventures no no, uh, no i think i'm pretty sure gary tan had uh, that registered broker right. access that oh, nobody yeah. else gets yep but uh but that is the power of of being put using venture capitalist money is you can get involved in a company where you're getting shares a ridiculous price compared to where it might eventually ipo right. it's just you know gary in that article doesn't talk about how many investments gary 300 grand investments gary tan made that year that went nowhere right yeah you only gotta be right once though right right 
<laughs> I will say on TD Ameritrade, if you sign up for alerts, sometimes you do get access to IPOs. Just I've seen a couple of them pop up on there. I've tried to take part in it, just never actually got shares. It's hit or miss whether or not you can actually get anything. There's usually so much interest yep. in them and so few shares that actually go around. That's just luck of the draw. Yeah, I don't I don't go near IPOs. Yeah. They're they're not they're not for me. Just too volatile, too risky. Naked calls though, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's no risk there. I have nothing uh, to talk about. Oh god, in, in trading, right for for naked calls. <laughs> you know, there was uh, one other story that I came across that I definitely am very excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. Hometown International, H W I N. It. Uh... <laughs> oh, I think I saw. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's a company that owns a single. New Jersey-based deli called Your Hometown Deli. One hmm. location. That's all. That's all this company owns. <laughs> they they did a total in the past two years combined, according to their SEC filings. Mm -hmm. They did a profit. Uh, uh, or sorry, they did sales. This isn't even profit. They did thirty-five thousand seven hundred forty-eight dollars in sales in the past two years. Oh my god! This this company is listed and. Uh, their price has been going up. Let's see, uh, March it hit uh, fourteen dollars a share, which brought the market cap up to a hundred million dollars, over a hundred million dollars. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yes. So there is a one hundred million dollar deli in New Jersey that makes about eighteen grand a year in sales. Is it sitting on like the best piece of property? Is it on the boardwalk? <laughs> I'm assuming there's oil under the <laughs> under there. <laughs> or diamonds or <laughs> this this to me is the poster child for overvaluation. Yeah. And what uh what we're seeing uh, in a lot of companies. We we had some talk on the Discord and, and I was talking about Tesla being overvalued. Somebody asked me where it should be and I actually looked at the the price per earnings and I thought, you know, I think I think honestly Tesla should be more around fifteen twenty dollars a share. I think I put seven yeah, to fifteen. If, if you give it a PE ratio closer analysis. to like what GE or some of the other auto trade or auto companies trade at, yeah, it definitely. If we assume they make as much as GE, no, no. If you just look at the PE ratio, I think I calculated out like that. Its PE ratio is over a thousand. It's over a thousand. Yeah, and that's and that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that number should be between like six and maybe 30 at the highest right you're looking at a healthy company uh like i think warren buffett was bought into kroger because their their pe ratio was like six and a half seven mm -hmm. and he was like well that's a great deal yeah so you look at look at something like that and then look at tesla and then and then in light in all of that as the context for a company trading on the stock exchange that only owns a single deli in new jersey has a has a hundred over a hundred million dollar market cap. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> their sales are eighteen thousand dollars a year. That's not their profits, right? Yeah. So, so something, something's foot in Denmark, as Shakespeare might say, or is it foul in Denmark? God damn it! I don't know Shakespeare. Why, I don't did, either. I, why did I reach for that quote? <laughs> <laughs> Something's afoot in Denmark. I wasn't a literary major. Yeah, we're, we're classy here in the shop. I make Shakespearean references all the time, and I get them right. Yeah, right. that's who I am. Uh, that's, that's all I had for news this, this week, Kyle. All right, um, I've been debating on whether or not to bring this up, because uh, it, 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 it's the company I work for is what all this relates to. But, ooh. Uh, I kind of feel like just fuck it and go ahead and just say it. Say it. 
can always check with the wife and see if she disagrees and edit this in post, but say it. Uh, Credit Seuss. Credit Seuss, Credit Swiss, Credit Susie, whatever it is, that company that was uh, that's kicked off the whole Archegos collapse. Yeah. They've also been taking a huge loss on the Green Cell Capital uh, collapse, the financial institution that has been uh, doing some shady lending practices to GFG Alliance. GFG Alliance is the company that actually owns the steel mill that I work for. Hmm. So, yeah, that's why I'm a little nervous about telling this, but, or talking about this story, but... I mean, it's all in the news, right? They can't do anything to me for for that, right? Public information. Yeah. So I was doing a little bit more digging into this, and I was surprised to find out that Greensill was giving GFG money on invoices that, well, let's start from the beginning there. Part of the way that GFG was funding all of its acquisitions that it's been making was by selling their invoices. And, you know, as somebody that works for the company, I don't like to see us basically taking out the financial equivalent of a payday loan, but I guess that's maybe kind of normal. Where the, the shady part gets into is not just the amount that they've been doing, but also the fact that they've been selling invoices on clients that they haven't had any business dealings with. Bruh. Yeah, like the person who is put in charge of trying to figure out where all this money went to um, and these invoices trying to figure out where they're, you know, how to collect on them, like reached out to, like, I think it was like three different companies and the guys were like, uh, we don't deal with them. We've never dealt with them. We have no plans to deal with them. So GFG's CEO, owner, Gupta, Sanjeev Gupta, he came out and said that these were prospective client invoices that he was <laughs> getting money on. Okay. Okay, so if these are payday loans, this is the equivalent of me saying, "Yeah, I got I got a job at that law firm, and uh, I make I make uh, five grand a week. Give me a payday loan on it." And then when they say, "Wait, why don't you have that job?" It's like, "Well, that's the job I wanted." Yes. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it sounds oh, like. Oh wow! Oh wow! That's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> I, I, I want to be careful on how I speculate on this, but I think there's a real. I mean, I was listening, overhearing someone listen to Sanji's podcast where he's kind of trying to address all this. Apparently, he's been hiding out in uh, Dubai under the. Um, oh, God damn it! What's his re- his reasoning was that it's centrally located for him to be able to coordinate everything because he's got companies in America, Australia, Europe. Oh, he's not. He's not there to hide. No, he's not hiding. Yeah, he's just there to work. He's just there to work. How is that? <laughs> Conveniently. Okay, yeah, let me read this. Let me read this article. So, How is know, that I'm not like, fraud? Let me, yeah, thank you for saying that. I didn't say that. I'm not speculating. Uh, I said okay. it. I'll admit let it. Let me read the quote from Bloomberg. Uh, the more advanced way to say that Green Cell Capital worked is that it, sometimes it would sit down with the client and imagine who might one day become a customer of that client, and then imagine how much of that client's product the hypothetical customer might buy, and then Greensill would pay the client early for those entirely hypothetical receivables, and then Greensill would collect the money later from the customer, if the customer actually became a customer and bought things from the client. If not, Greensill and the client would keep rolling the loans over and hope that one day the customer would show up. It's called Prospective Receivables Financing. And, uh... It's weird. Prospective receivable, receivables finance. Well, Kyle, I really feel very, very strongly that uh, Tilray, the marijuana company, mm-hmm. they're going to sponsor us. They're going to yeah. sponsor us, and we're going to make so much money, like a million dollars a year. Yeah. So, so sh- if you could just go ahead and front me my half right now. I think we should go to the bank. 
We should go to the bank and Let's try to, to get bank. that loan. Let's yeah. get that money. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we call it, uh, yeah, pr- prospective receivables financing. Like, yeah, I'm going to call my banker and tell him I need a prospective receivables financed loan. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. It's very easy to confuse it with fraud, apparently. It's... <laughs> <laughs> now, Kyle, I'm going to start slapping you in the face. It's going to be very easy for you to confuse that with me aggressively hitting you. Okay, it does say that it was all disclosed, understood, and negotiated. Greensill knew which receivables were real and which were fake. <laughs> it's funny that they use the word fake there. And presumably it advanced money on different terms for the real and fake receivables. Uh, as the oh, okay. author says then, as mm-hmm. I type it, it all seems absurd. And if you are not deeply involved in the day-to-day relationship between Greensill and clients, you might be shocked to learn lend a client money against receivables from customers who never even heard of the client. <laughs> Right, like Tilray might be surprised to learn that uh, that we're a partner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is the German metal scrap business. Uh, RPS Siegen GBH uh, confirmed to another website that it had been approached about outstanding invoices and had not traded with Liberty. Uh, it says we know them, but a trading relationship between us does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a huge deal. Wow. Yeah, so I'm not sure if uh, our company's going to be owned by the bank here soon or what. Hopefully, I still have a job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think we you had one, one last thing. Yeah, just to uh, quickly wrap this up, I've been seeing, I don't have any articles pulled up, but I've been seeing whispers of uh, things asking if there's a need for another fourth stimulus check. Ooh, stimmy, stimmy, stimmy. And, fourth uh, stimmy. I think you had some numbers on how the the third one did, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I saw a report that the third stimulus check boosted consumer spending by like nine point eight percent, almost ten percent. Mm, okay, so it's doing something. Yeah, it's definitely stimulating. Yeah, I guess yes. uh, that'd probably make a good question then, huh? Should I ask Twitter? Uh, a, a Twitter poll is a fourth stimulus check needed? Yes. Uh, 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 fourth stimulus check. Yes, please. Uh, uh, yes, but only a, a small one or no fucking way. <laughs> yeah, we already have enough debt. Yeah, it's all imaginary. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, every- yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's one, one thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that debt never gets smaller. It doesn't matter who's in office, Kyle. It, it really never doesn't. Gets smaller. <laughs> that's funny, too. I finally started realizing, I came to the realization that money operates under the same issues. Are the same problems that I have with cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea that it's worth whatever we say it, it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly currency. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like knowing that. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. So that'll be a Twitter yeah. poll. Put a link yeah. to that. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. All right. We need to get into investing here. We do, but before we do, I'd like to take a moment to talk about how Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor. She focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years experience and has helped thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even, or even a reverse mortgage. Uh, she can help. She will help. She loves to help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904, or you can reach her in an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com. 
Uh, Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That phone number once again is 520-977-7904. And that email is spullen at fairwaymc.com. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs. And she still believes in us. She's hanging in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> she's hanging in there. Oh, thank God. I was just thinking at some point, I'm going to have to say she's got over 21 years of experience. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for about six months now. That's probably getting close. Yeah. In a few months, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> going to have to update that, uh, <laughs> that, that med roll. Well, over 20. I mean, that could be anything, right? Yeah, it's actually 35, but we thought that sounded pretentious. So. 20 sounds better. <laughs> don't, don't want to make her sound old <laughs> <laughs> the young and lovely Supalin. yes all there right we go. let's play some music what music are we gonna play i don't know we have new songs maybe depends on how productive i am between this recording and going to work oh, we better hurry up then and get this <laughs> thing done <laughs> Now look at them bozos, that's the way to do it Do your investing up commission free That ain't working, that's the way to do it Money in something like the S&P It ain't certain, but that's the way to do it Let me tell you, just play it long Maybe get an index tracking marijuana Maybe get some Arctic space fun all right, investing. You wanna you wanna lead us off? Uh, sure. Um, it it was a really a really uh rough week <laughs> overall. Yeah, all of the all of the companies that I have shares in uh went went broke through their bottom resistance. They just fell right through them. And IDEX uh ended the week at two thirty nine. I think they they started the week uh. But so somewhere more more along the lines like two ninety. They, mm-hmm. they they almost hit three dollars in the middle of the week, but now they're at two forty. That was that was just a, a mess. OGI, I can't understand why they keep oh, yeah. falling after that after that British American tobacco investment. They they started the week over three and they've ended it at uh, two forty nine. Right. right right now. Well, everyone everyone bought it on the good news, but there's no one to buy it now. They already bought. Right. Is that what Richard taught us? But if everybody's selling, they can't sell it unless there's a buyer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I actually think that it's a great opportunity because in I was actually I was talking to Jen about it. Uh if British American Tobacco sells their stake, mm-hmm. then I'll get out. Yeah. Until then, I consider this to be a really prime buying opportunity whether you're just whether I didn't pick up any new shares. Uh, Monday, I'm going to be looking at selling some more puts. I figure if 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 it's at 250 right now, and I sell two dollar and fifty cent puts mm-hmm. uh, for for May or June, then um, then I'm looking at uh, if they if they go up and rebound, then I just collect the premium for those puts. If not, I'm still getting it at the price it's at now. I guess I guess yeah. I'm I'm counting counting on it not continuing. Like I, it won't go down forever. The company's not going away. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think, right? Like I said, the the trigger for me will be British American pulling out. Right. I can piggyback off of that. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I've had I think Jumia, Virgin Galactic, Bed Bath and Beyond, F Cell, like all of those stocks got hammered for me. Oh yeah. But like you're saying, I mean, if these are companies that you think long term are going to be great, then 
I mean, these these big drops are, are just juicy discounts, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the way I'm trying to look at it. Like, I feel with <laughs> space kind of sucks, because I think that one was all kicked off by Richard Branson selling about $150 million worth of shares, but... Whoa, yeah. Yeah, that. And, but there's been a lot of hit pieces on it, too, it seems like. There's just been a lot of bad press on, on Virgin Galactic, and I don't know what's going on. Actually, almost makes me wonder if... I mean, hedge funds kind of got their pee-pee smacked with the whole GameStop thing blew up. Right. Yeah. I wonder if they're not starting to kind of come back out and starting to short things again, because quite a few of these stocks had some pretty decent short interest beforehand. Was uh, Virgin Galactic? Did it did it have a lot of short interest? Oh yeah, because it it popped too uh, when the whole squeeze thing was happening with GameStop. I think it peaked at about sixty dollars a share. Yeah, I'm still so, I'm still bullish on that stock long term, and then for me the the key for that's going to be whatever happens with this test flight in May. Uh, if that doesn't happen, mm. then yeah, I may end up. I don't know. I might have to reevaluate at that point, but that's that's the the milestone I'm looking for right now. Uh, I don't. I never consider it to be a good sign when the the head honcho sells a ton of their shares. Yeah, but he still had. I think he had like fifty five or sixty million shares to begin with. He sold about five million of them, so it's not like he cashed completely out. I think it was more he just wanted to be able to put to reallocate some of that money into something else. Again, that's just speculation on my part, but it's not like he, he completely exited his position. And also, Kathy Woods is still buying it. So as long as that continues to happen. Didn't the CEO also dump some shares recently? It was, wasn't that in the article? Um, I don't know. It wasn't just Branson. Uh, one of the other in- insider holders dumped shares before him, like the week before. I know Chamath had dumped some of his, but he's not the CEO. Yeah. He was the uh, he was the person whose SPAC took it public. Okay, all right, that was the person. Yeah, so yeah, we've but, had two insiders dump their shares on that one. Yeah, but he was doing the same thing. He was just trying to, I mean, because he's still involved with the company. He didn't sell all his. Oh, he did sell his. He sold his his complete stake out of it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that kind of sucks too. So I don't know what's happening there, but it it, it doesn't seem good to me. <laughs> no, it doesn't look great, but. I don't know. There's also been just a lot of bad press. Uh, I don't know if it's it kind of sounds like the hedge fund playbook, right? Short something, then throw that out a bunch is, of shit articles about it. That is true. That is true. Again, that's that's still speculation, though. I'm still I'm still happy to buy it. Yep, buy it on the dip. And I am going to. I haven't yet. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we talk about that when we get to trading. <laughs> uh, there were a couple other stocks that I wanted to point out too that just that we've been lichen for a while that finally started to move uh one of your pick picks from like a month ago uh budweiser yes um that one's starting to show some good movement uh, it took a while for it to actually start doing what you thought it was going to do but you know better late than never uh same thing right. with sap <laughs> i think sap's been on our pick list for <laughs> multiple months <laughs> uh it's yeah, really starting time. to move right now and i think they've got earnings coming up in about two weeks so that was the one where I put that on the pick'em list because I saw all the insiders were buying after it it completely like tanked. I think it went from went from a really high number to like a 109 at the bottom, I think, or somewhere around there. Yeah. And yeah, seeing the insiders start gobbling up shares, like, yeah, okay, I'll buy some of that. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Yeah. It's the opposite of the Richard Branson sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, maybe I do need to cut my losses. <laughs> no, 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 no. My thesis is based on the... I'm waiting to see the test flight. I still believe that the test flight will... Good news from that can, give, can only... Give people the, that excitement and confidence. Yep. You know, it needs a trigger. Know. And that's 
that's the closest trigger that's coming up. Uh, you got anything else for investing? No, just that the uh, the S and P and the Dow and the Nasdaq were were up for the week. Yeah, yeah, they were up, but everything we picked is down. How is that possible? <laughs> we'll call it the the China. It's that's the, the law of the China China shop, shop effect. That's the law. Of, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the China shop effect. Oh God, it sucks. So that happens. <laughs> All right. Good thing I'm diversified. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, at least my other holdings are doing all right. Salesforce, thank you. <laughs> all right, earnings. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about some earnings. Play my song. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day, and we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call to light. All right, Monday, we've got Coca-Cola and IBM. Uh, On Tuesday, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Netflix, and Lockheed Martin, LMT. The 21st, we've got Verizon, Equifax, and CMG. Fuck if I remember what that one was. CMG is actually Chipotle. And how the fuck is a restaurant stock worth over $1,500 a share? (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, uh, that doesn't seem right. It doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah, but that they got, doesn't seem. They, they got earnings coming up too. <laughs> they have more than one deli, though, so I guess maybe it they <laughs> never split their shares. <laughs> like, fuck, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah, they might have a little bit more than eighteen grand in in sales for the year. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, we'll find out on what was <laughs> we'll <that>? Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, the 22nd, we have Intel, Sprint, SAP. Oh, SAP is this week. And American Airlines. And then on the 23rd, AXP, American Express. So earnings season is about to start getting underway. We just had a bunch of the bank stocks reporting last week. Uh, this week, we start to see a lot more coming up. Yep. I'm surpri- I thought the dead season lasted more than a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <Yeah>. apparently not. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, er- earnings season. Uh, it's, this goes on for a lot longer than than initially <laughs> believed. Yeah, it's like let's see what we got. Twelve weeks, so you get like one week on the each end where you got like fifty companies reporting instead of six hundred a day. All right, Dan, we got another song. We have a new trading song. Maybe, possibly. I mean, it's 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 possible. Let's let's uh, let's take a listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Never. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups drivers wild, drops drivers crazy. The bulls will shout, bulls are always shouting. I wanna get rich overnight. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, the only the only thing I t- did this week was I, I tried out the uh, buy on the ninth. Uh, though I jumped the gun and uh, I, I bought some options on the eighth. 
uh, much to my detriment. Oh, I thought um, you did all right on them. Yeah. No. I, okay. So the so I bought two different sets. I bought uh, oh. the, the, into the Nasdaq, and I bought on the S and P. The one I did in the S and P, I made a solid twenty five percent. I I bought it on the night about the middle of the day, and then sold them the next morning uh, for twenty five percent gain because I was too excited to have it work. If I'd held on, mm-hmm. uh, I would have I would have seen a, a lot a lot more yeah. uh, return because um, it was a four fifteen call. I'm pretty sure that. Where we we close somewhere around uh, was it four seventeen four eighteen? Yeah, uh, it's a it's a uh, four uh, April twenty first. Yeah, that was Friday. Oh, April twenty first. Oh, okay. Oh, you have done really well then. Yeah, I bought them at a dollar seventy four. What are they at now? Four seventeen. The SPY was at four seventeen. So you would have had two dollars and twenty six cents of intrinsic value plus whatever time left. Yeah, yeah. I bought four four hundred fifteen dollar calls. So that was that was the trade. Like and and I'm gonna look to follow that again at the end of the month with some more money. Yeah, I'll probably be piggybacking on that. I, it sounds like a solid thesis. And it's funny because we couldn't find any information on it either. I went and tried to look up the strategy and just kept getting pension funds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this 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 could be uh, some sort of underground secret thing, you know? Uh, Should we tell everybody about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, turn off, turn off the podcast. We're, we're, you don't need to hear this next bit. This is just for us. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, you know, when I, yeah, thank you. When, when I paper traded them and I look back, uh, I, I gave myself five days. Yeah. You know, he said two days and sell it. I looked at it and said, no, you know what? I need to be waiting about five days. So I bought, I bought the NASDAQ ones a day early, first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, bought them at a dollar sixty nine, and then by the day I should have bought, been buying them. At the end of the day, they were at like freaking ninety cents. Right. And I resisted the temptation to sell off some stuff to buy more and double down. I realized uh, that he, I, I was thinking that I, I haven't been doing the rich freeze and stuff, but I was thinking about it, and I thought, no, no, this is just me uh, freaking out. Like I right. need to stay stay through my original plan. And then the next day, of course. Uh, the, Na- the Thursday, NASDAQ did incredible. And if I had bought a bunch more at 80, like it went, they went up over to two right. the next day. Uh, and I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm awful at this. <laughs> but it was fi- at five days, so I'm looking to sell them by Wednesday. So I still have some time on these. They don't expire until uh, the- these ones expire the 23rd. I would get rid of those as soon as you can. Uh yes, yes. They're they're close to being in the money. They're $115 calls. It's the TQQ and then the T- uh, TQQ's at 111. So it really does it, the Nasdaq just has to move about 1% upward for these to get in the money. So yeah, I I, I don't like the way the Nasdaq has been kind of disengaged from the way the Dow and the S&P have been trading. Yes. In, in, at the end of the month, I'm only going to be doing the SPY. I'm not going to yep. play with the NASDAQ one. Uh, uh, the, the SPY, if, if I had used all of the money that I put aside for this just in the SPY mm-hmm. and waited until Friday to sell, I would have made gangbusters money. Right. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, hey. So I want to I follow that. But that's yeah. part of, uh, you know, part of what we're doing. We're trying it out. See how it goes. Making my mistakes, logging them, gonna, gonna make the next one better. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but that, 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 that's, that's all I really did this week. But 
uh, I thought it was definitely worth mentioning. Chris Borman uh, gave us a great tip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my week was going swimmingly until about Thursday, Friday. Um, I had a bunch of April 16th contracts that I sold. Uh, OCGN and WWR, those contracts expired worthless. I got to keep the premium, but the fucking shares are dropping below my price point or my entry point. So those are underwater now. I'll have to see what I can get for selling contracts on May 21st, I think is what I'm looking at on them now. F-Cell and Jumia have been really beating me up, um, and I just keep doubling down mm. on F-Cell, and I'm not sure if... Uh, at some point, I'm probably going to have to pull the plug on that. Jumia, I know Jumia can move like crazy, so I'm not as worried about it, but I do wonder if maybe I pick some too volatile stocks getting excited about trying to put this plan into action but yeah i had f-cell jumia and palantir was the one that just kind of fell off right at the last minute to to fall below mm. the exercise point but that one's not as bad because i'm still up on that one and i was actually kind of hoping to get those shares i didn't think i was but yeah so now i got another margin balance i just sold off some johnson and johnson shares to to free up the the money to try to close that balance out and i was going to be okay and <laughs> until palantir fell below now yeah Damn it. <laughs> mm. Love a good monkey wrench in a plan. Still kind of sticking with the plan, though. Um, for May 21st, I sold uh, Bed Bath & Beyond $24 puts at $220. Uh, really liking that one. I think it fell farther than it should have. I still like that company, too. Uh, the, uh, the sales, uh, the earnings report that they just put out, they had shown increases in their uh, online online numbers so still looked like there was good to to come out of that report uh i sold some 30 dollar puts on prpl at a dollar 50 uh saber 14 dollar puts at 70 cents a contract and f cell i doubled down on it again or tripled down at this point 11 dollar puts at a dollar 25 please f cell please <laughs> turn it around I tried to buy a call spread on Bed Bath & Beyond. I was trying to buy $24 calls and sell $29 calls, but didn't get it. Damn it, I should have upped that limit a little bit higher just to try to get them. But I may still end up just buying some naked calls on it because, uh, like I said, I still like the, the what they reported. I still think it's it's got good potential. I'm still bullish on it. Uh, the yeah. last thing I did in trading was AMC. I ended up buying shares at $9.28. Uh, this was more peer pressure than anything else. One of the guys at work is, <laughs> has just been egging me on, trying to buy one share, buy one share, buy, just buy a share. Uh, I bought a lot more than one share, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you gotta have enough to sell a covered call. Come on. Exactly. That was my thinking. <laughs> uh, well, part of the reason why I decided to jump into it is I read the SEC filing that uh, for the 500 million shares that they're seeking approval for issuing. Uh, right in the like header of that, the CEO pledged that none of those shares will be issued in the year 2021. Mm. And if you listen, I think I posted a link to his interview on Trace Trades and the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sure he said in there too that if by putting it in the statement like that. Uh, it's basically becomes binding. Like now they cannot, otherwise they'll face legal action. Oh, okay. So yeah, that makes me feel deluded. Exactly. And part of the other interesting thing about doing this, this share issuance is that there's actually a share count going on right now where they're trying to figure out how many, how many extra shares. I don't know if I want to say counterfeit shares are out there how many extra shares from all the shorting interest to kind of get a better idea of how many actual shorted shares there are out there uh that information is supposed to be coming out i 
think on the 20th. So that could be really That'd interesting. That'd be fun to find out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there might be a good time to try to get a little bit of cheaper AMC shares now. That squeeze that everyone seems to be thinking is going to happen to AMC, like what happened to GameStop, starting to look a little more promising. Yeah, I've actually looked at them a couple times for selling puts because their volatility is so high. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty pretty tasty premiums on them. But I've got my money tied up in other stupid companies that are just losing value. <laughs> my thing with uh, AMC is that even if it doesn't actually squeeze, I still think it's a twenty or thirty dollar a share company. I just may be stuck holding them for another yeah. couple years. Yeah, my only trepidation is we're starting to see new movies being released as streaming. And, and I think that that really is a game changer because home theaters have never been cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, having a big giant screen at your house with your snacks and your drinks and your friends and your dinner, whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but also part of that too is that they got, uh, I think they renegotiated the, the, the fees for what they pay for those new releases to, to show them in their theaters. And that's like their number one major cost is paying those royalties. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I think the type of people who like going to the theaters like going to it for a different reason. Oh, I'm that kind of person. Yeah. I love the big room, the giant screen, the you know overpriced snacks that I <laughs> sneak in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Should we move on to some alerts? Uh, yes, but uh, first, since, since you've been talking about your amc i I wanted to talk about my uh momentum list oh yes that's all right go ahead yeah yeah uh yum brands incorporated yum are they hitting again they didn't hit again i just wanted to mention this Uh. week they finished off a seven day in a row uh on the 14th was Mm -hmm. their, their last day uh so on wednesday they hit seven days in a row and they they backed off yeah, uh, and hitting new highs. I don't think they're they're plummeting or anything. They're just uh, not raising up. That's that's anything that gets over five is noteworthy in my book. Uh, right. We ended the week. Uh, there there were a lot of a lot of companies that are hitting three three days in a row that are that are note, noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Allstate Corporation, the, the financial insurance company, ALL hit three days in a row new highs. Dell just hit two. They're on here a lot. AAL has got earnings coming up. There's probably speculation that they're going to be not as bad as they thought. Right. Uh, <laughs> HP, HPQ is the, the stock ticker, but the company HP, they're on their third day in a row. Huh. If you look at HP's stock chart, they're like, this isn't just a 52-week high. They're, they're at like their 20-year high right now. Wow. Uh, that's, that's really exciting to me. Hmm. HPQ. And then... Uh, Lowe's is back on here. They uh, finished Friday with their third day in a row. Just in time to not be in time for the bet. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yep. Um, but, but Home Depot is not. So, oh, no, it is. Home Depot has had two days in a row. Lowe's had three. Sorry. Okay. My apologies. Home Depot is still on here. And Microsoft's t- two, two days in a row of new 52-week highs. Uh, oh, and then the other one that uh keeps popping up here they're two days in a row uh starbucks but they've been popping on and off this list for the last couple weeks they just Uh, haven't been getting consecutive days i hate i hate coffee (laughs) yeah i don't drink coffee either but uh they they are a 140 billion dollar consumer discretionary company (laughs) (laughs) 
And then the, the last one, uh, which w- ended up being my, my pick for our list, was Wells Fargo hit a third day in a row. Banks are just doing really good oh, yeah. right now with their earnings. Yep. Seeing a lot of sympathy. Uh, so that's my momentum lists. Uh, I think right. I'm most excited about HP when I, when I looked at their 20-year chart, and I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. These fuckers, these fuckers are up. <laughs> <laughs> this, this should have been my pick for the list. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. See where they're at next Friday. Anyway, so what do we got for uh, options alerts, Kyle? All right. I saw IBM next uh, Friday expiration, $135 call sweep at $2.50, $2.57 a contract, $207,000 bullish bet, uh, or mm. sorry, bullish sentiment. Uh, $207,000 was the total cost. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, August twentieth, twenty dollar put sweep. That's the first time I saw a put sweep on there, at least that I noticed. Uh, that was a dollar forty six a contract, six hundred and sixty six thousand. Wait, let me reset it. Sixty six thousand. Uh, also bullish sentiment on that as well. Uh, Neo for all our Neo fans out there. Woo! Neo April twenty third next Friday thirty six fifty calls at one dollar sixteen cents a contract thirty seven thousand dollar bet uh, and Honeywell also for twenty three two hundred and thirty two dollars and fifty cent call at two dollars and ninety cents uh, that was a fifty eight thousand dollar bet and it was with bearish sentiment so yeah i try to pick a few that expire next week just so we can kind of track and see how they do but yeah that was those are the ones that kind of stood out to me neo also i think just had a i think i just posted something in their discord about the second generation charging or battery swap stations that they're opening up oh yeah so maybe that's a bet on that okay uh, that's all i got for options alerts i think it's time to start wrapping up okay well yeah time to start wrapping up <laughs> Up uh, maybe. Oh, shit. what's that? Is that is that the sound? That one? No. Which one is it? Which sound do we follow? I don't that remember. One? That one. You change oh. it every week, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dad. The the only good thing I did this week was there were a couple times where I stopped myself from trading because uh, I was taking I was trying to take. Uh, uh, what do we take? Take stock of my emotional state, like right. Richard Friesen was talking about on our last guest call, and then realizing like I was initiating a trade because I was panicking or I was anxious or mm-hmm. I just wanted to be trading. You're trying to revenge trade or boredom trade. See, yeah, in some some instances, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. The and and I believe the four times I stopped myself, three of them were good. One one I would have made money on, but. It, it's not about the result. It's about the process. So yep. I'm not kicking myself. I thought, I thought overall that's, that's the, the good, that's the good thing yeah. I did this week. I'd I, say I, that's good. I was yeah. struggling to find a good for me and I think it's settled on this and I don't know. I'll let you judge it. Uh, sticking to my plan, my plan to try to, to focus on several stocks and, and basically do the wheel on them. Uh, sticking with it, not just abandoning it at the first sign of trouble. So yeah, this last week has been kind of trying on it, making it not look so great, but I wanted to give it a little bit more time just to see see if there's anything to it. I, I think you got to at least, you know, I think you got to stick with it for a little bit longer than one month. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the 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 thirty to sixty day option sales. Yeah. No. <laughs> try try that for two weeks and see see how it fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's that's the that's the best thing I got. <laughs> well, my bad was definitely uh, moving in a day early on the options. Yeah. Strategy that Chris Borman was talking about. Oops. I was watching the Nasdaq and I watched it the first hour on Tuesday. Wednesday was the day I should be buying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was like, oh, it's going to be up all day. Look at this. Look at this chart. Like, I'll buy right now. I know how the NASDAQ behaves. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Uh, I, bought it, I bought it that day, and it ended the day. I was up 20%. So I thought I was a genius. I'm brilliant. I'm the best trader ever. Uh, and then, like, the next morning, it, it, it just crashed out. Right. <laughs> and spent all of Wednesday going down, which... If I had been watching Wednesday and following the plan, I would have been like, okay, well, I'll buy at the end of the day when it's finished crashing, and I would have, right. I'd be up a ton right now. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely my, my bad, not following my plan. My bad was uh, missing out on getting those, uh, that call spread on Bed Bath & Beyond that I was trying to trade for. Mm-hmm. I guess it's better to have a bad that... <laughs> Uh, didn't cost me money except an opportunity cost. <laughs> but this isn't the first time you've missed out on a really good call spread, though. Yeah, and I think part of it is just being too aggressive with my stops. And like you, you mentioned a couple times, Richard Friesen's um, process that we're both kind of going through right now. He gave us access to all of his his courses and his metrics, Mind Muscles program. One of the things that I've identified for myself as something I want to work on is that I try to get like every last penny out of these uh, options when I trade them. And yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily worth it. And uh, that's something I think I need to work on. It's, it's, it's a saver's mentality I have, or it's me trying to get the best price possible. Whereas you don't have to get the best price. You just have to get the trade in. I mean, yep. yeah, you need to get a yep. decent price, but it doesn't have to be the best. That's something that, yeah, I need to, to, to work on and figure out what the, what the root of it is. I think that's what the process is, is we have these, these habits that don't necessarily, that are not profitable for us, but we have them for a reason. So what's the positive reason or what are these habits trying to protect us from? And if we can identify that, then we can try to take those habits and morph them into something that's that's that does serve our our trading purposes. So that's what mm-hmm. we're that's what we're working on right now. We're working on it. Yes, <laughs> it's it's not a quick it's, process. It's, it's harder than it it sounds. <laughs> yes, it is. I gotta say, my ugly for me this week was sitting there and watching every stock I have shares in break through. Not just go down. Like I'm fine. They're going down. Okay, I'm playing the. No, wheel. yeah, breaking. Uh, th- yeah, I've me too. That. But, Me too. But they all broke those low. Like I've been watching these stocks for a long time, and they all broke their lower resistance points. The hell, the just same week. crashed through them. Yeah, I uh. felt like they conspired against me. Like the stocks right? are, have their own personalities. Yeah, they got together at a bar and were like, "Fuck that guy." Let's all do it. Let's just all fucking go jump off that cliff together, hand in hand. See, that's the difference between you and me. I didn't think they were conspiring against me. I was wondering if they're conspiring against Kathy Woods. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> apparently I'm the bigger narcissist. But yeah, that was that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much that was, mine that too. was the ugly for me. Yeah. I know it wasn't anything I did. Like I know it wasn't wasn't my behavior, but to me, like walking away from the week, like that's that's the ugly thing that happened to me. Yeah, I, I still experienced it. No, it was definitely yeah. and that uh, the all the underwater shares that got put to me. Um, now I get to see how the second portion of the wheel <laughs> performs. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. much better than the first leg. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
Well, like uh, like Modell said, sometimes you have to hold your shares for a little bit, let them regain some of that value before you start trading the second portion of it. Yeah, I got put those OGI shares, and I still haven't managed to sell any calls because it's just kept driving. The prices just kept driving downward the whole time. You should have sold your calls at your break-even point to at least get something out of them. Well, that, that's just it. There's no value in the $4 calls. I sold $4 puts and got them put at 4 Yeah. I don't know. I have to reevaluate some stuff. Anyway. (laughs) All right, Kyle. I think that brings us to the new bet. All right. I went back to the method I was using before when I was picking decent stocks when we first started this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I've got something that's completely out of left field, but it can't do any worse than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, RFP is the ticker. It's Resolute Forest Products. RFP. It jumped on Friday, and it's been, if you look at its six-month chart, it's actually been on a real nice, steady upward trajectory. I went back through trying to see what the news was, and I don't see anything. So no news, big jump. Uh, that's, That's what I used to pick my stocks based on, so. Somebody out there knows something we don't. Hopefully. Okay, RFP. Okay. What's your pick, Dan? I left you Tesla in case you wanted it. Well, I kind of want a short RFP now. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> well, looking at looking at that jump on Friday, it's like, oh, no news? Well, maybe it's just a little bubble. It's about to pop. Totally could be. Uh, no. Totally could be. It totally could be, but uh, I'm I'm not there yet because I have my own. I was so impressed uh, by looking at HP's chart uh, and, and following classic Darvis-style investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good time to good time to move in on some HP. So my stock, uh, my bet pick is HPQ. Nice, the stock picker for that one. Okay, I like it. Please do a random uh, uh, that that goes down. I, I'm looking for thirty, forty, fifty percent. No big deal. Um, you know what? <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> do you do you want to know what just came up? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, HPQ. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, what? Yeah. Uh, wow. Swear to God. Yeah. Um, how do okay, we handle that? Does that mean? Well, I think here's here's my pitch because this has never happened. This is ridiculous that this happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the the odds are against. I think that the random should short HP because I already have. HP is my pick. Why does the why do you get to decide that? Maybe maybe you should have to short it. Oh, if I had shorted HP, what what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah. is is if if I had shorted HP, I'd be pitching, okay, well the random obviously is investing HP in HP. It's the opposite of whatever I don't know, man. This is I never it never occurred to me that this could be a thing. <laughs> um I mean that helps you. That doesn't help me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. All right, pick again. What a weird fucking. I feel event. like you should have to pick again. 
<laughs> All right, I'm going to short no, no, HWIN. Wait, 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 wait. No, that, no, no, no. That Jersey Deli's no. going down. Wait a minute. I'm wait a minute. No, you, the random is in the lead. The random goes last. Random picks again. If if random was ahead of you, then it would have gotten dibs on it. I think that's how that works. We, we always make the random go last, though. Well, we always read it last, but I think it gets priority based on where it is in the standings. Okay. All right, okay. WTRH. Internet, direct marketing, retail, small cap growth, 3.3 million volume on Friday. Not bad. Um, it moves quite a bit. All right, there we go. Random stock, Waiter Holdings. Oh, right. Oh, God, we're going to be in so much pain at the end of the month. Okay, I got HPQ, Kyle got RFP, random WTRH. Oh, boy. And as always, you can get your bet picks into play along. Uh, but that bring that's going to bring us to uh, oh it's closing time here at the shop. You know my least favorite time of we day. We need to write a closing time remake. I think. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the problem is 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 parodies like like when they're too on the nose, it's less of a parody and more of a just a cover. Yeah. <laughs> closing time. Ah oh, shit! See now I got to pay somebody money. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, folks, we're so glad you made it with us to the end of the episode and you stuck around. Uh, we hate having you kick, having to kick you out, but, uh, you know, all good things must come to an end sometime. Yeah, the got... good news is, is one week from now, we're going to have another weekly episode coming out. So, And you can also listen on Wednesday. We talked to Jennifer Beck. That's right. Jennifer Beck. That's going to be great. Great time. Yeah, I've got a whole list of questions for her. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah pot company mm -hmm. that's two of my favorite things in, in one in general interest <laughs> right uh <laughs> if you like our show please let us know by rating and subscribing on your platform of choice know that uh, right now if you leave a review on apple podcasts uh we're gonna read it and uh we hope that you don't make us say anything too offensive <laughs> oh 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 yeah i didn't even think of that well we can always bleep. We can bleep it. Oh yeah, no, that that's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ble bleeps, bleeps are always more funny. Oh goddamn. <laughs> well. Oh, and <laughs> and uh, you could the other the other avenue is uh, you don't have to like us and, and subscribe us on a, on a platform. You can always just go tell all your friends. Join us here in the shop. We have here to have a good time. Maybe make mm -hmm. some money. Maybe you never know. <laughs> it's a big shop. There's room for everybody. It's happened before. It's happened before, I swear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard about all the other guys with their big trades. Their huge gains. Well, they only talk <laughs> about their gains. Anyhow, until next time, folks, as always, happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.